everybody, welcome to the Blue Collar Built Podcast, the show about two brothers who are sharing their experiences or going through it. What's going on? Not much. Another week in the books. Yeah. Um, had a Friendsgiving yesterday. Yeah, we yes. had Thanksgiving on Thursday. Yeah, I ate a lot of food. Oh, dude, I ate a ton of food. Mm-hmm. I almost made it on a 24-hour fast. I, that day oh yeah i forgot to mention yeah to talk to you about so that. wednesday i was gonna try because i've been like did you make it the day or did you i, eat? I didn't i i ate a salad mm. that night like i felt like I my body was shit. gonna like i probably didn't do shit for you no. it probably made you more hungry after yes. it sat a little bit it was <laughs> actually a terrible idea because no. i ate the salad and i was like i think i'm actually more hungry now because my yeah. mind was thinking that's when you just got it i'm sure you were pounding water because you have to if you're not hydrated and you're trying to fast it's impossible right so my whole goal was to fast because i'd been eating so much that like my stomach was expanded so i really was trying to shrink my stomach just a little bit but i didn't two things i didn't prepare well enough because i just like decided the day before that i was going to do it yeah and i wasn't like mentally there like when you i feel like when you're gonna do that you gotta make sure yeah you gotta convince just like wake up in the morning and go this is what i'm gonna do today because you're gonna your mind's gonna gonna be like no yeah you're gonna lose i take it back right yeah you gotta be locked in it's like that fast i did it was kind of out of the blue but it was like no i'm gonna do this right but you had been thinking about it for a while yes yes Mm -hmm. so i do want to try it and actually do it but i need to prepare my mind a little more for it because it is challenging yeah for sure for sure but the amounts of food that i've been eating i want to get back to eating more often with smaller portions yeah because what i've been doing is just been stretching my stomach and then i don't feel good and then your you know stomach acid comes up yeah just cut your just cut your lunch down a little bit i think and then you'll be fine yeah cut the lunch down and well, and I want to start spreading my lunch. Like, I feel like you already do that pretty one, good, though. I, I do. I don't. It's not like I smash all three sandwiches right away. No, that's so. what I do with my lunch. I wouldn't. Right. Be, I can't. I can't. If I whatever I bring, if I eat one thing, the ref the rest of it's going down. Yeah, which <laughs> is what I didn't want to do at Thanksgiving because I knew there was gonna be just mm-hmm. a ton of food, and I I ended up having like two plates anyways, and they weren't like normal plates they were like there's no room left on the plate i only had one plate each thanksgiving but my excuse was i didn't have enough room on the first plate to try everything and i wanted to try everything i didn't eat any pie though so well that's dumb of you i just ate the food not a pie guy no i was just a full oh i should i had leftover pies from yesterday i should have brought them over for you and brendan to try oh that would have been nice yeah it's perfect because my wife and I are the, like the perfect combination. She doesn't like the pie filling. She just likes the pie crust, and I just oh, like the she filling. probably wouldn't have really liked mine then. I I like the filling. I don't like the crust, so I eat the filling, and she eats you the crust. You would probably like that graham cracker. It actually turned out pretty damn good. Did it? Yeah, graham cracker it, crust. It is meshed. Really good, pre- it meshed pretty well. Yeah. yeah. So you had a friendsgiving. We had yep. Thanksgiving. Lots of things to be thankful for happy belated thanksgiving to everybody i know we didn't really talk about it last week but many things to be thankful for this year for sure um it was it was a lot to talk about for me at least i'm just 
absolutely grateful. I know I don't probably show it all the time, but there's so much in my life that I'm grateful for, and I never want to take any of it for granted. Yeah, so absolutely. Was, yeah, it's hard for me every time we go around because I have so much things just rolling through my brain. Yeah. And I just try to general generalize it. There's a lot more shout-outs. Like, I didn't even shout-out our parents. Right. I hope it, I hope they know I'm thankful for them, but it's like... I think that goes without being said. It's yeah. just something nice to, to yeah. mention. For me, it was just so... I mean, I shed a tear when I was doing mine just because it's there is so much in my life that I'm grateful for that mm-hmm. it becomes overwhelming. Yeah. Like I, you know, 10, 10 years ago, I would have never seen myself where I'm at today yeah. and what I've built and what I've been able to do. And, and that's honestly only through the, the things that I talked about at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So yeah. other than that, it was, it was great. It was good. Yeah. Good food. Good time. Yeah. There's like 40 of us. Yeah, it's a lot. I tell people that and they don't believe me. Mm-hmm. They're like always shocked. Every time. People like always think, oh, you know, he's probably like, there's probably like 15 of them and he's always like over exaggerating. No, we no. literally have It's like 40 a big people. Thanksgiving. Big. Yeah. It's crazy. No. Well, I think this week we're going to jump into some headlines. Um, since it was Thanksgiving, we didn't have anything else really. Uh, prepared so we haven't done done headlines opinion in a while so let's talk about kind of what's maybe going on yeah um we'll start the first one off with protests erupt across china an unprecedented challenge to xi jinping's zero covid policy so protests erupt across china through the weekend including at universities and in Shanghai, where hundreds chanted "Step Down Z, Step Down Communist Party," and an unprecedented show of defiance against the country's stringent and increasingly costly zero-COVID policy, a deadly fire at an apartment block in Urumqi, the capital of the Far East region of Xinjiang. Sorry if I mispronounced right. fantastic. <laughs> which killed ten. 10 people and injured nine on Thursday has acted as a catalyst for searing public anger as videos emerged that seemed to suggest lockdown measures delayed firefighters from reaching the victims in China's biggest cities from the financial hub of Shanghai to the capital Beijing residents gathered to grieve the dead from the fire speak out against zero zero COVID and call for freedom and democracy on dozens of university camps campuses Students demonstrate or put up protest posters. In many parts of the country, residents in lockdown neighborhoods tore down barriers and took to the streets following the mass anti-lockdown protests that that swept on Friday night. Such widespread scenes of anger and defiance, some of which stretched into the early hours of Monday morning, are exceptionally rare in China, where the ruling Communist Party ruthlessly cracks down on all expressions of dissent. But three years into the pandemic, many people have pushed to the brink by the government's insistent use of lockdowns, COVID tests, and quarantines, as well as ever-tightening censorship and continued onslaught on personal freedoms. Yeah, I just want to say, like, there's a part in there where, or the majority of it was, students stepping up and voicing... Younger people. Yes. I just want to say that's so important for China, because if they're ever going to make or have a revolution away from communism, 
that needs to happen. And the younger generation, I think, is wising up and seeing other countries having their freedoms. Right. And I just love it. So I totally agree with that in China. Um, and I see how some of the old stuff in our politics in the United States mm-hmm. kind of dabbles towards communism because it's this old regime and they pretty much get what they want. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good comparison, actually. You know what I mean? I mean, like, it's not communism, obviously. No, it's not, but, but it's communist-like. Like, they get what they want because they yeah. have so many connections. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about people who are 80-some years old who yeah. still hold that's seats in Congress, which unreal. is unreal. Our president is fucking 80 years old, right? You know, right. How? How? It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, we should not... If you're at retirement age, so 65, mm-hmm. you should not, in my eyes, you should not be able to run for a political seat, especially if it's something you've already been doing for the last yeah. fucking 40 years. Yeah, and just look at any of our grandparents. I don't have any of them left, but think about when Grandpa was like 82. Right. Think, Try to picture him trying Running to run office, the fucking country. Right? No. What? It's not, I mean, no. He was sharp. He was good. He was but definitely running the country. No, no, <laughs> not even a little bit. I d- I just there's no way he makes any of the like the major decisions. Like he's got to just have you people think so. just you know you would go up not. and just talk. Right. You just you just a symbol up there. You're like just the soft, docile old guy that's gonna make everybody but the feel. President shouldn't sh- just be a symbol. No. They no, have to be shouldn't. a leader, right? No, but I think. But anyways, we should probably get back to like yeah, what, China. What I think is going on in China is good for them because they, I mean, never had that kind of mm-hmm. freedom like we have here, obviously, right. and they're a big enough country that they should be able to do that. I mean, you're talking a very limited amount of people who hold all the power that get to tell, I think it's billions of people what to do. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, it's crazy to me. That's why I don't understand. Unless you get, and I'm not advocating for communism whatsoever. Unless you get like a perfect leader, most of these leaders are gonna do what's best for them, right? And and not the people, of course. And what's best for them, and they'll twist their words saying this is best for the country. Well, really, it's just best for them and not best for the people. I feel like that's a default. And we hear that in the U.S. too. Oh, this is what's best for the country. And we elect people who we expect to do what's best for our interests. Yeah. But that's something that's always been hard for me to wrap my brain around is how can somebody actually act out of the best interest of somebody else? Or how do I trust somebody to act in my best interest? I I know I could do it personally, but... I'm also not about to go run for office for anything. No, you don't want to. It's it's a game. It's a, it's a game. Yeah, you don't want to be a part of that. And that's that's Which why is I say sad, right? Yeah, you should. People should want to go be part of like politics and try to make our country better. Well, yeah. Why do you think there's not a bunch of like successful CEOs and stuff who would probably fit the bill perfect? Mm-hmm. They don't want to be a part of that mess. No, it's like. It's a game. Well, they don't even have to be a part of it, and they can 
be a part of it if that makes sense because they have so much money right like lobbying these big companies lobbying and getting basically the laws they want passed right because of money so they don't even have to really i mean they kind of are just an arm arm or a finger branch of that mm-hmm. which is a whole different problem in our yeah. country i think lobbying is the most fucking dumb thing oh yeah ever oh yeah that could be almost a whole podcast topic yeah um but i couldn't imagine like being in china for the last three years i and, couldn't like, imagine being not... in china for any stretch of time well that i understand but all the lockdowns and everything that they've had over COVID. I mean, they. Well, we're coming so they, up on four, three and a half, four years of COVID. It'll be three full years this coming March. So it's been three years for them. And they tried to, I don't care what anybody says, they tried to do the same shit in, in the United States because they can, can, it's easier if you have people scared and locked in their houses to control and get what yeah, you want. That's exactly what China's doing. That's what China can do because yeah. of because of the kind of party that they lead mm-hmm. over there. So yeah. they're able to do it. Well, the certain leaders we have in the United States see, oh, well, maybe we can start doing that. And again, I'm not saying that they would go down a full communist route, but it's just easier no. to control people and think... get what you want when you have that fear instilled. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really hard to know, cause I want I I like seeing good in people, and I try as I get older. It's harder. Those and harder. governors and state leaders that lock down states and cities and stuff. I want to say like the majority of their heart and soul, they want to do the right thing for the people and make sure everyone's healthy. But then there's also like a demon side of it where I think they just we can control, we can make a lot of money, we can do what we want. Mm-hmm. There's that side. Mm-hmm. And I try to avoid thinking about that because that would just take the worst person in the world. If that's truly how they're thinking, then it's just horrible. Right. Money just does bad things to people. If you let it run your life. Yeah, and that's their whole life though. Right. Right. I mean, that's why you have People who should be making like fifty or sixty thousand dollars a year being on in Congress making millions coming out wealthy. Yes. You know. Which is just dumb. Think about how that is in China. Yeah. I don't I mean, even know. I mean they can do whatever they can get paid as much as they want. Mm-hmm. Right? You get a company that says, Okay, you have control of the people. Well, if you make everybody I mean, just Look at COVID, for example. Pfizer goes over there and says, you have control of the people. You need to mandate that everybody gets vaccinated. Boom. Okay, Pfizer hands the bill to the president over there. Here you go. This is what it's going to cost. But we also paid you 10% of that. So make everybody do this. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I feel for them. I'm glad, but I am. I'm glad that, you know, they're... over there because... I'm I'm glad they're rioting. I'm glad they're standing up for themselves. Cause yeah, it needs to happen. Unfortunately, yeah, in this day and the age, we can't go in there and be saviors. Nor do I think we should. But no. Well, that would just be a political nightmare. Could you imagine? Yeah. Like if we went and took a stance against 
I mean, it's almost as I, bad we, as we actually can't. No, because then it would just be nukes. I feel like if we tried to do something like well, that. Well, it's very similar to everything going on with Russia too. Yeah, and which, w- do we have an ar- we have an article about? Yeah, that. So which we that's just a good lead into that. good segue here. So our next article is U- European officials say U.S. profiting from Ukraine war, all Inflation Reduction Act very worrying. Top European officials have attacked President Biden's actions amid the ongoing war in Ukraine and have even questioned whether the United States remains an ally as gas prices soar and U.S. green energy policies have put Europeans into full-blown panic mode. Europe officials speaking anonymously to Politico accused the U.S. of profiting off of Russia President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine and complained that green subsidies and tax included in the Inflation Reduction Act have deteriorated relationships between the U.S. and European allies and partners. The fact is, if you look at it soberly, the country that is most profiting from this war is the U.S. because they are selling more gas and at higher prices and because they are selling more weapons, a senior official told Politico. We are really at a historic juncture, the official added, arguing that U.S. policies have disrupted trade and the high gas prices are turning public opinion against aid for Ukraine. America needs to realize that public opinion is shifting in many EU countries. Among Europe's complaints is that electric vehicle tax credit included in the Inflation Reduction Act, a $369 billion spending and tax law signed by Biden, is a protectionist and discriminatory because it imposes unfair compensation on foreign manufacturers. The Inflation Reduction Act is very worrying. The potential impact on the European economy is very big. At the same time, Putin has cut off energy exports to the rest of Europe, which has led EU countries to buy fuel from the U.S. at nearly four times the cost. These factors combined with record high inflation, the threat of recession, and increased demand for energy as winter approaches have led European leaders to question whether Biden's administration is aware of the harm and the president's policies of the harm the president's policies have inflicted. Okay, first of all, of course he's aware. So you wouldn't charge four times more for gas if you weren't no, aware. No, there I wanna go emotional with this, but at the end of the day, uh it's it's like we said before, it's business. But yes, but I, well, what comes around goes around. Because if we're ever struggling and we need their help, guess what they're gonna fucking do? Of course, they're gonna stick it to us. And why not? Right? I would do. I get it. Um, again, like you said, the business side of me totally understands the business aspect. We were the only concrete guys in town. We could charge what we wanted to. Fortunately, I have morals of some sort. And would not be the guy who's like, okay, well, I'm going to charge you quadruple the price I would have charged you before just because I know you can't go anywhere else. Yeah. Which that's a little bit different because that would eventually create competition for me, which would create more concrete guys, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. In this case, we're talking about producing energy. Mm-hmm. There's only a certain number of countries that can produce energy in the amounts that other countries need. Yeah. Russia and the U.S. just so happen to be two of the biggest. And yeah. so if one of them can't, the other one's going to. And guess what? It, you take away all the competition when you cut one of them out. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So from a business standpoint, I get why the U.S. is doing this, but it's also kind of bad though, because like the one thing I learned from my old job, like the best way to keep the best way to do business is to have W's on both sides. Right. Like the customer thinks they're winning and we're winning too. In this situation, I think it's all right, we're gonna take the win here, they're gonna take the L. Right. So te- technically to me, that is bad business. And I'm so glad you see that because that's also something that is smart business. If everybody wins, now there can't always be a perfect scenario for that. No, it's hard to be there, but that's that's where you want to be. But if yeah, if you can fight to come as close to that yeah. and everybody's happy when they walk away, then then it's going to continue. It's going to continue and yeah. people are going to I mean that's just that's how we continue to get work but I get doing it. what we do. They're trying to it's an inflation act for the United States, right? So they're trying to make our lives easier over here by making <laughs> Europeans' lives harder, but essentially. The Inflation Reduction Act is actually kind of a joke, and I wish surprised. I would have pulled up more about that before this. Mm-hmm. This was just kind of an article that we saw just to talk about. But there are a lot of issues with the Inflation Reduction Act. Oh, as sure there, there are. As there is with any big bill like that that's passed yeah i mean it's probably that bill is probably the size of the bible reading through that fucking thing and we've talked about this before on these headline discussions you pass a bill in the united states and what that bill is stated for like this one's the inflation reduction act okay there might be 10 pages that have to do with like helping inflation reduction and the rest of it is just shit that got added on there Mm -hmm. so they could get stuff passed by is horrible. So, I don't, I mean... The whole reason we're in this war is horrible. It is. Well, and it's ridiculous. And it so reminds me, have you seen War Dogs? You had to have seen yes. War Dogs. Oh, yeah. It, this whole situation, it's not that, but it all, every time we get into some random fucking war, I'm just like, well, this, we're just... Well, yeah, but guess what? We aren't money. actually in this war, right? I know, but we're profiting from it. Big time. <laughs> Huge. That's what it is. That's... Yeah, it's I don't know. I just I'll be I'll be ecstatic when the day comes that like do you ever think all this stuff will be Do you ever think done. there's not going to be a war? No, it's there too there always has to be a war. The the whole problem with not having a war is people profit too much from war that there's always going to be some sort of fighting going on. Yeah. It's become a it, it's become a business. Essentially, yeah, I mean, so, it is. Yeah. you know, and the other thing with war too, um, my buddy Kevin, who's in the military, thank you for your service, um, pointed out as well, though, that it's not necessarily a bad thing because before the Iraq Afghanistan war that the U.S. was in, like we hadn't been in a war for so many years that. I'm going to say this because I don't exactly remember how he put it. He put it in a much better way, but we forget how to be in war. So essentially we go over there and we, we probably aren't doing things as efficient as like what we were towards the end because we had, you know, 20 years into war. Mm -hmm. The practice was there. So, well, since like the, 
early 1900s we've been in war since what like the 70s and then the cold war and then well yeah but then, like I mean, 30 year lull right yeah that's what you're talking about yeah after i mean he had desert war. storm but oh I, but that's you know, early that 2000s right? right early no that would our late 1900s uh 90s 90s 80s and 90s i think well 80s would have been the cold war and then desert storm was right after that but those were all very short Right, I mean, yeah. the Cold War wasn't, but the Cold War wasn't actually a war. No, that was more. But the government was spending tons and tons of money right. on military operations, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think I mean, there's there's always going to be something. I like that perspective from Kevin, though. Like, yeah, I, I guess I never really thought about that. You know, not that I'm, and and he said it too. Not that we should be in these like twenty year wars just to use it as an excuse to practice essentially yeah. but that's the other thing too i mean what do you expect if you haven't been in war and you have you know these military guys these 18 year olds who have never seen anything like that and then all of a sudden you drop them into a scenario like we did in 2001 mm-hmm. i mean what what do you expect to happen mm-hmm. everybody's got to learn real fast but yeah that's just the the other side of it so yeah I think there's, there's definitely a lot of profiting going on from Russia and Ukraine, and I think that they would definitely want to, in a sad way, continue doing that. Yeah, that's where the emotions come in, because right. it's like money versus lives, and right. they're going to take money every single time. I think every country is probably going to take money every single time. Well, and it's disgusting to, to think about from a moral standpoint, because that's people's lives mm-hmm. that, like, you know, which tells me that there are people obviously in this world who go, I don't care. I don't know them. It's mm-hmm. the essential. If I push this button, I could kill a hundred people and save myself, but I'll never have to meet those people. Would you do it? Absolutely not. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but there are people out there who would push that button because they, they never have to know the hundred people they killed. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of shitty, but there are people out there like that. Oh, yeah. All right, on to our third one. Elon Musk says he would make his own smartphone if app stores banned Twitter. Elon Musk said he would make his own smartphone if Google and Apple were to ban Twitter from their app stores. Musk said in a tweet responding to a conservative podcast, Liz Wheeler, that he hopes the situation does not come to that, but that he will make the decision if necessary. I certainly hope it does not come to that. But yes, if there is no no other choice, I will make an alternative phone. Wheeler's first response first proposed the idea, saying that half the country would happily ditch the biased snooping iPhone and Android. The man builds rockets to Mars. A silly little smartphone should be easy, right? Musk, who has called himself a free speech absolutionist, has expressed general opposition to indefinite bans of Twitter accounts and recently lifted bans on the handles of former President Trump and Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene. Many advertisers have fled from Twitter since Musk's deal to acquire the platform went through last month. As a result, Musk cut nearly half of the staff arguing that the company is hemorrhaging money. Concerns have also bubbled up about a lack of content moderation and the reinstatement of banned users on the platform since Tesla's CEO takeover. What do you think? 
I think if he made a phone, it'd be fucking sick. That's what I think. I think so, it'd be very cool. I think he'd do a good job. But I also is. don't. I also think Android and iPhone or Google phone, they're just fucking. There was a picture. Let me see if I can yeah, find it. Yeah, they're just bluffing. Um, yeah. That's, that's what I think. But because to take Twitter off. Like, oh my, think about how many fucking of our younger generation has Twitter on their phone. Right. There's just no way they would do that. They, yeah. They wouldn't risk it, especially, and that's why Elon Musk is like, well, fine, I'll make my own phone. Then they're probably right. walking back. They're walking all of it back. Well, you know they will because a guy like Musk will do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the funny part yeah, about yeah, it to I don't me. think you can really win that game. The man fucking bought Twitter. You're going to play this game with him? Right. No. No, you're not. It was funny because I can't, I can't find the picture right now. But uh, they had, there's of course after this whole conversation came out. Oh, here it is. It looks kind of like to me in this one, like that would be the cyber truck made into a phone. Yeah, I think he it would, would be boxy some, and he would do. I think it'd be sick. I'd probably get it honestly. Yeah, but as far as what he's doing for. Twitter, like it's it, he's gonna make it a better app, like totally. I completely agree, and I've been having some of these conversations with people because, of course, you know what's in the news is how like, he let at, uh, how he let off all laid off all these people, and this is what's going on, and it's like, yeah, but a guy like that doesn't go into a business like that to continue the way things were. Mm-hmm. He goes into a business like that to make it better. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's going to make this app. Like, Twitter's going to be a different space. Right. Uh, well, and Joe and I were, were talking about this, too. Like, he sent out a memo to essentially people were like, here's what's going to happen. Hopefully, you're happy working, like, 80 hours a week. And Yeah, we were talking about this on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, yeah. yeah. And essentially, he painted this picture that wasn't so pretty about what it's going to be like working for Twitter for a while, trying to create Twitter 2.0. And the opposite side of that was either you can do this and be a part of this or you can leave. Yeah. And people were leaving because obviously in today's soft society, nobody wants to work more than 40 hours a week. Yeah. But that's a good thing he did that because if he didn't do that now down the road, then this news story would be like, oh, people are unhappy with the way Elon Musk is running his new Twitter. Well, and like, and then they'd leave anyways. Like we were saying uh, at Thanksgiving, it's important because he's trying to create something new, something big. So Mm -hmm. he only wants people who want to help him create that and be a part of something bigger than working. Going yeah. up to work for 40 hours a week. And personally, it's just me, but when I'm working, I want to know exactly what we're getting ourselves into, right? Absolutely. Like I hate that. Like, if you go to a job interview, like, I've been in tons of job interviews, and they sell you lies, and then you go on your first day, and you're like, what the fuck is this? This isn't what they said at all. I right. would rather have everything up front. Yeah. Here it is. This is what we're going to do. Because then you can be like, nah, I don't, that's too much. Well, and from a leader, from a leader standpoint, like I want people to see the bigger picture. Like with you, I want you to see where I want to take this company. Mm -hmm. That way, when I do things, you go, 
like you understand there's a bigger part to what we're doing here. Yeah. I don't want you to, I don't want to be the guy who's like, well, just shut up and, and do what I tell you to do for 40 mm-hmm. hours a week. Yeah. I like to know what's going on. Yeah. Cause sure. you don't, you don't get good employees that way. A good employee will really understand the bigger picture of what's going on for the most part, especially if you're trying to build something new. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you have a bigger picture, then like your employees have a goal to work towards. Right. If they're just there working like you and me, you just tell me, go do this. It's like, okay, right. well, I don't, I can't develop a passion towards trying to finish this goal or get to where we need to. No. Unless I know what it is. And I'm not saying every employee needs to know everything, everything about what's going on, but they have to be able to visualize the future projection of whatever it is they're working towards in order for them, like you said, to be passionate enough to want to come in. Like an employee will change a job if all it is is about money, right? You can always put your time in, go apply somewhere else, make more money. You can, you can go down that road and there's nothing wrong with that if that's all it is. But if you become passionate about what you're doing and the money comes along with it, you're in a good spot. You're in a good spot. Yeah. Most people don't most people don't put in enough time to get to a point where they can see the full full picture, mm-hmm. I feel like. Like sometimes people jump from job to job to job to job because the grass is always greener, right? Well, by the time they're 65, they've had 10, 15 jobs and if they would have just stayed at job number 3 for that long time period they could have been you know vp of something probably yeah. i'm definitely for expect because i've done it myself i've jumped from job to job and now i'm at another job but i think it's important on a different note that you do try to experience because if you're not happy at your job then obviously i think you should definitely want to better yourself but but it's a slippery slope like you're saying with exactly. the grass is greener on the other side yeah, like you're not your gonna. Mind, it's the not grass gonna be always be greener, right? People are looking for a job where they can just stay in bed all day, right? Like that's it's how it doesn't it doesn't exist. Yeah. And before you go out there and start going, oh well, I can think of all these other jobs I could do that are so much. Yes, of course you can find those jobs, but yeah. it's not it's not where you should be. Yeah. We are continuously going down that cycle. So when we when we see leaders like elon who are putting it out there like that like i i relate to a guy like that because i'd rather tell you up front here's what you're gonna here's what to expect mm-hmm. i'm just gonna tell you now and if you are in great we're gonna have some good times we're gonna have some hard times but we're gonna create this yeah then somebody who's like just shut up here's what your job duties are and when you're burnt out move on yeah no and i I think a decent amount of people, because I used to have this idea in my head of wealthy people, like they don't, like they just have it all. Like, right. like they're not working hard for some reason. Like, and I re- learned this or tried to get this perspective recently. I was just thinking about like NFL football players. I'm like, oh, they got it made. They're just, it's so easy for the, you know how much fucking work they put in? Right. But like, I don't. I don't we give don't them credit. get to see that, right? I don't we give just... them credit for that. I'm just like, oh, they're just fucking playing sports, making right. millions. No, they're working their ass off. They're 
they go to practice they have to eat the right things they have to go home make sure they're watching their felt like there's a lot and that can go for anything consistently yeah I mean, yeah, it can go. You gotta I mean, if you're making that much money, you have to have all your ducks in a row. Like you have you, to be where it's not. And just not only sitting that, back not doing anything. You have to consistently make sure that you are keeping. Yeah, you it can't, going. You, like you can't just get to this spot. I made and go, it. And I made go. it. I'm done. Yeah, but in my head, for a while, I'm like, well, they're just sitting at home making millions, not doing shit. No, I would almost argue that it, that it gets people, even. It gets even harder yeah. the more money you make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that I'm saying certain life quality or life lifestyle choices wouldn't become easier because you have more money, mm-hmm. but it's just like anything else. It ends up compounding. The more you have, the more you have to fight to make sure you keep going. Yeah, and, and that keep means less, less time, less free right. time. Yeah. And that's where I think I even like college, like, players they have to go to school mm-hmm. and then they have to practice and they have to travel right how much free time do they have not a lot right that's what they're sacrificing to try to get to the nfl to make the big like well and that's the other thing i see about elon sending out this this stuff or calling bluffs on phone makers because it's like he doesn't want to beat around the bush he it's like we don't have time to do this dance yeah, let's, Here, here's let's what go. we're gonna do if you take Twitter off, I'm making a phone. End of discussion. Yeah. You get and straight so, to the point. Right. Yeah. I think that I think that's another way to look at that as well. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I got for this week. Again, hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving. You got any final thoughts? No. Nope. All right. Well, feel free to check us out and reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram at Blue Collar Built Podcast. We'll catch you next week.